stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. Do you find yourself scrolling at midnight, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock? Are you scrolling all the time through social media, taking a look at what people are saying, how they're, whether or not they're liking your stuff? Are you moving between two, three, 12 platforms? Well, on today's show, Stephanie Johnson is going to give us some tips on how to sort of slow down the social aspects of social media and how it influences us as women. So please stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by littlewellnesscompany.ca. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Boobs, Bods, and Brains. And today, I'm very excited because I have Stephanie Johnson on the blower. Can I call it a blower? Uh, <laughs> on the mic. Uh, and we're going to be talking about something that I'm quite fascinated by, really how we as women are connecting to social media, or maybe it's, is it abnormally connecting? I don't know <laughs> what one we want to talk about, our connection to social media, and maybe our addiction to social media and comparison and all that juicy stuff. But before we get started on that, why don't you, Stephanie, tell us a little bit about you. Hi. Okay. I'm excited to be here. And you know, you never know what to expect when you're going to hang out with Laurel. So I'm excited for this. So I am, I'm Steph. I'm a certified health and life coach. I am also a licensed desire map facilitator, a wellness advocate, an essential oil specialist, and a podcast host. So multi-passionate. I'm also a mom. I'm a wife. We have two beautiful teenage boys. And yeah, my passion is working with women who are looking to fill their lives, who are ready to say yes to more health, more joy, more fulfillment, living the life of their dreams. That is, that is the work that I'm in. Have you noticed something fascinating? Because you and I are both coaches. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching particular social media streams, shall we say, uh, or platforms. And do you notice like there's a real push right now for coaches to achieve, 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 achieve? Have you noticed that? A lot of a lot of push for achieve. And also what I am noticing out there is a lot of I earned X right? There's a lot of conversation around the wealth or the abundance, the money that people are bringing in. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm open to it. I welcome all the wealth and all the abundance, but at the same time, there is this story, this narrative on social media right now. And it's almost as if, or what it appears to me is coaches are tying their worth to their wealth and the impact that they can make to their wealth or to the, you know, six or seven figures. And the other part too, that I question is we, we only know what we hear, 
right? I don't see their bank accounts. I have no idea. Maybe they are making multi-million dollars. And if they are, good for them. Show me how to do it. But maybe they're not, right? That's It's that thing in social media where it's just like, you just never really know. It's what you see on social versus what is reality. And they're not always the same. It's really hard to know the truth. And, you know, as women, we have, we have an issue. Well, we may have more issues, but we have an issue really with comparing ourselves to others as a way to measure our worth and value. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. And how can we look externally? I think, you know, I can speak from... I, in my own experience that I, when I have been in those moments of looking, you know, scrolling social media and comparing myself against other women, other coaches, for me, it's, it comes from a place of almost fear. It's being fear led instead of being led through love. You know, I, I speak to heart led leadership. And if you are leading from a place of love, you can celebrate what others are doing and not feel that comparison. But I think the reason honestly is we're seeking that affirmation. We're seeking that pat on the back, that idea of like, I'm doing a good job and that validation. I know that, you know, and previously, and I also work a corporate job and I took a break for about two years recently, but prior to that, That was really when I moved into like full burnout. And part of that was being in this cycle of chasing, chasing achievement, chasing affirmation, you know, that next job, that next promotion, that next award, I'm going to get the feelings that I desire, right? I'm going to generate the feelings that I desire through that, but that's not how it works. That's you don't get it from the achievement, right? I don't believe that anyway. I think we can create those feelings, and in creating those feelings, then we welcome in what we're looking for. And I'm wondering if you could go back in history to thinking about yourself as a little girl. When do you think you started paying attention to what the other females? Um, we're doing in your class, say in, in on the playground, in your neighborhood, in school. Do you recall when that first happened? I'd just be curious about that. I think young, I think very young. I would go back to probably elementary school and being very aware of what other women, other young girls, other classmates were doing, what they were wearing, how they were speaking. Um, you know, we can take it back to like, who had the smelly erasers? <laughs> you know, I can date myself that way, but like, you know, who had the, the smelly erasers or the, you know, the clothing or whatever it was, but the comparison I think started very young. And for me, I love to say that I'm a recovering, you know, perfectionist, recovering people pleaser. And so that idea of, you know, looking at others to see, okay, this is what they're doing and this is how they're achieving, or this is the success they're getting, or this is my perception of how they are living their lives. 
that I was very young, very young. I'm trying to go back. And I remember the first time someone made a negative comment to me about the way I looked that Mm. stuck with me forever. And I actually joked about it, I think on the weekend with my girls and they're like, what? Like, excuse me when I went away with them, but it was grade four. It was grade four when somebody said, oh, that's that part of your body is weird. And so then you start looking at, well, then you look at everybody else. Well, is that like, do they have that weird body part? Do they have that weird smile? Like, what what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? So yeah, I think for me too, it was, it was elementary school. Yeah. It's not celebrate. It wasn't celebrated as unique or um, individual, right? Mm -hmm. It's just different and different, not in a good way. Then I think we've come a long way, hopefully, but yeah. Well, I wonder, because I think I had, well, you're probably talking to a former addict, but I was addicted to one of the social media platforms as a way of hiding from my reality because I lost a very dear friend. And so I went on a specific platform and that's what I did. And it was entertainment, but it was also um, you get acknowledgement, like the numbers of followers you have, you get acknowledgement for that. And then you start talking about it. Oh, I have 20,000 followers. Oh, I have 1.7 million followers. Oh, so-and-so DM'd me or tweeted me or LinkedIn me or whatever. Right. So there's, there's almost like a, a badge that goes along. Yeah. There's like a badge of honor. And I think it is, I mean, social media, you can take a look at it from, the idea that there is like a dopamine hit that comes through social media, right? Ooh, likes, followers. I mean, I can even ex- I can even share an example that happened to me recently. I love Instagram. It is the playground where I love to play, and it's one of the things where I've you know really said like I just want to like I want to have fun on there, and I love reels. I joke with my children all the time. I'm going to be TikTok famous. Um, I'm not. For those that are listening, it's unlikely that I will be TikTok famous, but I love to say that. And, you know, I had a reel that I had done and it was something just like super casual. I'd done a reel, put it up and it went viral. And I felt myself going down that road of being like every 30 minutes, like, Ooh, I want to check how many views. Ooh, where are we at? Ooh, 10,000 people. Ooh, 15,000 people, you know, really having a look. Oh, look how many people saved it. Look how people... Does that have any impact on my life at all? It really, really doesn't. And I think part of the challenge is that we get into this scroll, right? You get into the scroll and it's just like continuing to look. And what I have witnessed and what I've experienced is when you start to get into that scroll and you begin to compare yourself against others, so looking, you know, for myself, looking at other coaches and saying, oh, well, that coach has 20,000 followers. They must be super successful in their business. I don't have 20,000 followers. I must be a failure. And then it's a, you get into this negative spiral. And if you can't set the boundary to step away from it, it can be detrimental. Do you notice how many of the women that you are coaching struggle with this? Is it part of the regular coaching conversations that you have or certainly like imposter syndrome? 
Is that part of what you're talking about with your clients? Yeah. Imposter syndrome definitely comes up. That's definitely that piece of comparing against somebody else, especially for women who are potentially stepping into something new. You know, that was my experience stepping into coaching. I have a long history of leadership and working in corporate roles. But when I made the decision to become a coach, as I was moving into this and sort of pivoting and navigating into becoming a coach, what I recognized through the help of actually a breathwork coach that I work with was I was putting coaches on a pedestal. So I was looking at other coaches as, oh, they're like, they're coaches. And, but saying like, but I'm a coach, <laughs> I'm a certified coach, but I, there was that separation, that comparison. So absolutely. I think that imposter syndrome starts to play into it. And I think a big piece of it is setting those healthy boundaries. I am an advocate for setting healthy boundaries and whether that's on your social media or whether that's in your calendar. And I am a firm believer that no, it's a complete sentence. Just no, no. And I believe, and the reason that I can do that is I am So through desire mapping, which is something that I teach and that I coach, one of the things that I get into with my clients is really understanding at your core, how you desire to feel. How do you desire to feel? Do you desire to feel joy? Do you desire to feel magic? Do you desire to feel bliss, you know, bravery, whatever that is. And then once you've selected that, once you know, to your core, how you desire to feel, you can use that as a barometer across all aspects of your life. So if you have an invitation that comes in from somebody, you know, Hey, do you want to go away for the weekend? Is that going to bring me joy? Yes or no? Very simple. Yes. Awesome. Let's go. No, no, thank you. Right. And you can use it as that, just that becomes your filter. That becomes your filter. And you can really be very clear on these are my boundaries. This is what brings me joy. And these are the things that I am focused on. So on your desire map, what's, what's at the center? Mm, what's at the center? So for me, I just turned 50. And so as part of this, you know, milestone moment in my life, I really was reflecting on what is it that I, what is it at the core? Like to your point, like, what is the core? What do I want to feel this year? And I was really using the lens of how do I want to feel in my life? How do I want those who are in connection and community with me? How do I want them to feel? What kind of experiences do I want to have? What kind of experiences do I want to create? And at the end of the day, it came down to magic. I want to feel magic. I want to create magic. And so that is my lens that is at my core for the next year. That is by all means what I filter. Well. Now I'm thinking what's mine, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's such a fun, it's such a fun exercise to go through. Um, and it really does bring you, and there's a series of exercises through desire mapping that will narrow down what your, what your core desired feeling is. And that changes, right? I, I always suggest, you know, do it on a birthday or maybe at the beginning of a new year, new year is a beautiful time to do it. Um, or before you're stepping into the new year and then really just like allow yourself that space to feel like, what do I want to feel this year? I'm wondering if I can use the word giggly because everywhere I go, I feel like I show up giggling, like 
things to me are silly and funny. And yet I can get a lot of work done. But I notice like, like, so I just started a new job, which is why Sam and I are podcast separate right now. It feels weird to not be doing the podcast together. But, and, you know, and when I walked into the place, it was kind of like, and I walk in and today, one of the, one of the women is hitting me on the arm and she's saying, you're just crazy. You're just crazy. Right. And I'm dancing and singing happy birthday. And because there was somebody having a birthday, you know, but that's, I want that. I love infecting people with that playful, giggly, joy-filled, love-filled place. It can be whatever you desire it to be. And for some people, it works into being almost like a series of words. You know, one of the words, as I was narrowing down my list, one of the words that I had on my list that I seriously considered and is kind of like hanging out in the background for me is sparkle right? It's sparkle. It's how you show up. It's in your energy. It's in the vibration that you bring into a room. And I recently just saw a post that someone had done and they were saying that, you know, sequence, sequins are, sequins are a mindset. I think I'm totally messing that up, but it was like sequins are a mindset. And it was like putting on a sequin jacket and like showing up somewhere because you want to be noticed and you want to bring that energy. And that for me was like sparkle, like sparkle. And so it's like magic. And it's when you use that, when you know at your core, what that is, you can step into that and show up as her. And it is so beautiful for you because you feel fulfilled. You're doing what you love. You're feeling, you know, you're welcoming in generating those feelings that you desire, but you're creating that for everyone around you. You know what my nickname was? Miss Sparkle Pants. Was it? I love that. I love that. We're literally just joking because friends of ours are, we were just talking about Christmas and like holiday parties and they are hosting fancy pants Christmas. And so I was literally like, I'm legitimately going to get fancy pants, like sequins, sparkles. I'm showing up in all the glitter. I actually think you need a suit. Yes. Like a jacket pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Going back to the coaching that you do. Mm-hmm. So when a when a woman comes to see you and they're being distracted because social media can be a serious addiction. Mm-hmm. So what are some simple things that we can do to take us from that distraction? I'll say addiction because I've been addicted to social media. I don't care. I think most people have. But how do we pull away? How do we set that boundary? How do, how do we, where do we start? Yeah, it's a big question. It's a big question because I think sometimes we're using social media as a coping tool as well. I mean, you brought up addiction, right? We're using it as a coping tool. So in coaching, we would work over time to get to the root cause of, you know, what are we coping, right? What are we, what are we trying to deal with? But in the interim, what I would say is a few tips, some of my favorites, notifications, turn them off, turn them off. And if you are, if you are in a job that requires you to, you know, have notifications on your phone for email and that sort of thing, remember that you have the right to disconnect. We have that right. And so whether that's just turning your notifications off in the evening when your off hours are or on the weekend, 
Um, but it's turning off those notifications. I just returned from a vacation it was a staycation. We were, you know, just home for eight days, but I turned all my notifications off and it was so beautiful. I mean, so beautiful because if you're anything like me, the second you see that little number one come up on an app, I can't even like concentrate. And I'm like, I'm not, I will literally sit and be like, I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to check it. I'm not going to, well, at this point I might as well have checked it. Cause now I've spent five minutes telling myself I'm not going to check it. Right. So it's just turn off the notifications. That's some, the simplest one. I think for somebody who is seriously considering a break and needing that space, remove it from your phone altogether, remove it from your phone altogether. And that can be really freeing, but it can also be really scary for people. Because there's a lot of genuine connection that comes through um, social media, right? I mean, you and I connected because we connected through a networking group that we now are friends. And so there are really positives to it, but I think it's being able to judge that. And the other piece I would say is setting time limits, you know, being really intentional. I'm going to allow myself the next 15 minutes to scroll through reels and look at all of the puppy things and all of the amazing things. And then I'm done and I'm going to put it down and I'm going to go to something else. So I think it's just being really intentional. The final thing that I would add in is understand that you get to choose who you follow and what content you consume. So if there is content that is triggering you, if you are feeling yourself triggered while you are, you know, scrolling through posts or looking on Facebook or whatever it is, hit the mute, hit the unfollow. That's okay. You're in choice and you get to choose the content that you are consuming. Choose the content that brings you joy. Oh, those are fabulous tips. I'm thinking I watch a TV series series on Netflix. Oh, I just plug Netflix. <laughs> it's okay. We've been plugging Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> and, you know, and, and one of the things I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it because there's a, there's a social media influencer that's part of this particular show, but it's all about these women who have lo- like they're dripping in beautiful things. And I just look at it for the clothes. Like never in a million years would I be saying, oh, I'm going to look like that. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm not, that's not it. I just like to look at it. Like, you know, sort of like a fly on the wall. What's, what's. It's purely entertainment. And if it's pure, if it's purely entertainment and you're getting joy from it, watch the housewives, watch whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to watch. I'm not here to judge. I mean, nobody has the right to judge, watch it for entertainment. But if what you're watching or what you're consuming is triggering you to think less than, to question your worth, to question at what value you bring to the world, it's time to look at the content that you're consuming. Love it. All right. How do people find you? Because we're done. Can you believe that? We're done. Done already. We could talk for days, couldn't we? Um, You can find me on Instagram as we're talking about social media. You can find me on Instagram. All of my social handles are at Stepping to the Edge. And you can also find me online at www.steppingtotheedge.com. So just come over and say hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Us. Well, Sam's listening. Thank you for joining us today on Boobs, Bods, and Brains. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. 
We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.